Hello and welcome to Grace Life Duras. We are a gospel-centered church family focused on reaching the unreached and making disciples. We pray that this teaching will help you to grow in your relationship with Jesus and discover more of the reality of Christianity. Hello everyone. So today I want to share with you about finding Jesus. Um, this is such an important thing to discuss in our life. I think there is nothing greater to be found than the treasure of Jesus. But also in finding it and finding him, we need to actually answer the question, what is the treasure of Jesus? I know 15 years ago for myself, when I found out who Jesus truly was, although I had grown up being a religious Christian, 15 years ago, I heard the gospel and it completely transformed everything about me. And I'm so grateful for what happened there. And I realized as I've been growing in my faith and growing in my relationship with God, I've realized how important it is that we know who this Jesus is that we find. What is this treasure? And so as I'll be sharing this with you, you might be thinking that there's a lot of other things happening in your life that this really doesn't answer. Like you might be experiencing difficulties in your marriage, maybe some issues with finances. You might be wondering, what am I called to? What am I doing in this work situation where I'm at? Maybe you might be feeling discouraged or depressed about things, or you might be feeling really satisfied and happy and full with life. I want to encourage you to not switch off because of the title and think, okay, it's just about finding Jesus. Um, in fact, I want to entitle it Finding a Radical Jesus, because that what it, that is what it is. But I want to encourage you today that Jesus himself told us that if we seek first the kingdom of God, all other things shall be added unto us in Matthew 6, verse 33. But just to think that if you had discovered something so incredible, one thing that could impact every area of your life, bring transformation to every area of your life, and radically change every area of your life, would that not be something you would want to know about? Would that not be the thing you would want to know everything about, that you would want to come and know for the rest of your life if you could find that one thing? This is the one thing I'm talking about. For when we find the radical Jesus, when we find and discover who he really is and what he has done for us, it radically impacts every area of our life. And he can therefore be applied, and what I'm teaching can be applied in every area of our life to see radical transformation and radical change, some instantaneously and some over time. This has been my testimony and is my testimony, and so many others as well. So let's start with prayer, and then we're going to dig straight into the scriptures, into the word of God. So let's um, begin and grab your Bible, grab a cup of coffee and enjoy with me. So Father, um, I just want to start by quieting our hearts so that we may see you centering ourselves around this moment. Letting go of that which was and realizing what we have is this moment, right here, right now, 
where we can be fully aware and fully present in your presence to discover you. We praise you for your word. Thank you for the beauty of the word of God. Thank you that it is God-breathed, God-inspired. And that as we get into it, we will discover life, not religion, but life. Thank you, Father. Amen. I want us to start by going to Matthew 13, verse 44. And believe it or not, in one verse, we discover so much that we're basically going to base all of this on this one verse. And we're going to go to cross-references, don't worry. Um, but yeah. In Matthew 13, verse 44, Jesus is speaking and he says, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in the field, which a man found and hid again. And from joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Isn't that incredible? Now, if you've grown up as a Christian, you would have heard this several times. So I want to challenge you to really think about it. Stop and think. I'm going to ask you some questions. If you've never heard this before, you are actually a bit um, in the advantage here because it's not going to be something you've heard a million times. But let's stop and think about it. What truly is that treasure? Because when the man finds that treasure, the result is not just joy and excitement. There is joy, but that joy over that treasure leads to something greater than just an experience. It leads to him selling everything he has to have this treasure. Now, the most important question we can ask about this is, what is that treasure? Because, you know, in the natural, a treasure, to find a treasure, takes some effort. We don't just stumble upon a, a, a treasure, okay? This man found it. Okay, it was hidden. So the treasure is hidden. How do we get it? We might need to search for it a bit, right? We might need to go on a bit of an adventure and say, what is this treasure? Because someone could say to me, for example, the treasure right now is finding that you can find, let's take a natural treasure, is 100 million euro. Okay, for some of us, that would be a great motivation to go and search for that treasure. For others of us, it might mean nothing because all the money in the world could not solve what we are dealing with in our in our life. Another person might say this treasure that you can find is the key to having successful relationships, finding your husband, finding your wife, or having the best marriage in the world, or being a good person, how to be a better person, whatever you want to put in that treasure box. But the reality is for some people that might speak something and say something and we might actually go after it. And for others, it's going to be like, yeah, I hear you. It's cool, but it's not for me. So if we do not really go and say, what is this treasure that was hidden, that once found leads to complete transformation if we don't really accurately know, according to scripture, what that value, what that treasure is, we cannot value it the way it is valued. And no matter how hard we try, we will eventually give up if the treasure does not hold in our heart the correct value. But if the treasure holds the correct kingly value, 
then no matter how hard it might be sometimes, we will continue holding on to this adventure of finding the treasure. It never becomes old. It never becomes irrelevant or never becomes stale. To say that Jesus alone is the treasure is not the complete answer. Because you see, many people have found Jesus. The Muslims have found Jesus as a prophet. The Catholics and Roman Catholics have found Jesus as also partly savior, but there's many other things you also do to receive salvation. We sometimes can say as Christians that we have found Jesus and this is the treasure. Yet we also hold on to the reality that finding Jesus makes us better people. Is that all there is? Is that all according to scripture that this treasure is? And I know that's radical statements. I'm putting them at the beginning so that you will listen to the rest. So don't pause now. Take a sip of coffee and breathe. We are going to look at this. It's super, super exciting. You see, a treasure is something that is almost too good to be true. Think about it. If I was to tell you today, big news, there is a treasure that's um, hidden somewhere. You can go and find it. It's in the ground. It would be a little bit too good to be true. And then it would take some time to believe it. It's something that is hidden. And then once it is found, it is now revealed. Searching for that treasure changes something in us forever. Finding it and having it forever changes the way we live before and after it. So what is this treasure to be found? Why was it hidden? Well, if it was hidden, it was always there, right? When you discover it, it didn't instantaneously um, turn into treasure. It was there. It was to be found. And that treasure is hidden for the purpose to be found. So what God wants to reveal to us today is there to be revealed. That is the exciting thing about the adventure. He is not hiding it um, in a way that you cannot find it. He is, is wanting us to discover it in this incredible relationship and adventure of finding out what the treasure is. Now remember, a treasure, once found, now becomes a possession to enjoy. It is something we are ex- willing to exchange everything else for, for the value of that treasure. Remember, once it's found, it is to be possessed. So how we see our treasure will absolutely influence everything in our life. Sometimes we can't see Jesus as a treasure to be sought because we have not been given the right news about what the treasure holds. And then the last question I want you to think about is, does the treasure look like the ground in which it is placed? No, the treasure looks different, right? So hold that in your heart as we go into this. My work today and my desire today is to show you the value of the treasure that is the kingdom of heaven so that it may lead you to want to discover him all over again. The only way to do that is to turn to his precious word as we discover what this true treasure is. Colossians, let's go to Colossians first. Colossians 1, Colossians 1, we're reading from verse 13 to verse 15, Colossians. For he rescued us, that is Jesus, from the dominion of darkness and transferred us, oh sorry, for he, God, rescued us from the dominion of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son.
in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. We could continue because it's so beautiful, but I want us to get stuck here. He says, God has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. You see, the true treasure, part of this treasure that we have to see is that God has rescued us. He has not rescued us from bad performance. It has nothing to do with good or bad living. He has not rescued us to put us in a different faith. We do not move from one faith to another faith in God's eyes. What he has done is that he has rescued us out of a dominion of darkness where darkness rules and reigns and he has transferred us and completely removed us and rescued us and put us into this kingdom of his beloved son where his son rules and reigns. You see, the treasure is not just to find Jesus, but to find him as the beloved son in whom you now are. In him, you have the redemption, the forgiveness of sins. But you don't just have that. You don't just have that, excuse me, but you also have been transferred. You see, some of us read it like this. We, In our mind, we kind of see it that we've been transferred from the dominion of darkness into this new place, the kingdom of good works, where we believe in Jesus and follow Jesus. But that's not the treasure. You see, the treasure is that that where what we was, which was darkness, has now been transferred. We are now in his kingdom of his son. When you believed in Jesus, your spirit became one with Christ. We're going to look at it now. And you were removed from darkness and placed in God's beloved son. You are now his beloved in whom you also already have redemption. You already have and possess the forgiveness of sins. When you find the treasure, you find that you have already been forgiven and you are redeemed. Look at verse 15. He is the image of the invisible God. You know, God does not want to stay hidden. Isn't it incredible to realize that inexhaustible treasures of God, the love of God, the kindness of God, the mercy and the goodness of God, that he who is God Almighty does not want to remain a hidden treasure, but that he wants to be found, that he who could have stayed invisible actually made himself visible, becoming the firstborn of all creation. That's incredible. Your God wants to be known. And this is a treasure in itself to be found. Your God wants to be known by you. And he wants you to know that you are in his beloved son. You have redemption. You have the forgiveness of sins. This is where you start your life as a believer. Look at 1 Corinthians 6 verse 17. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 17. Now we are jumping into a part of scripture. Obviously, there's lots of context, but we could use this verse to explain just this reality where Paul says, but the one, this is verse 17, but the one who joins himself to the Lord is one 
spirit with him. The Greek kind of gives this idea is one, it's like uh, who joins himself to the Lord, one spirit. Like it doesn't even add that many words. Think about the incredibleness of this. Just stop, pause. This The Bible is telling us, you who have joined yourself to the Lord, so that happens when you believe that Jesus is who he says he is, Lord, you receive him in your heart through heart belief and mouth confession. That moment, your spirit becomes one with his spirit. You go from dead to life and a new creation has begun. You are joined to the Lord to the exclusion of any other. He has become one with you. That is mind-blowing. Because you see, we have to stop thinking that we are, we were dust, and then we became, after Jesus, better dust. That is not a treasure to be found. The radicalness of the treasure of the kingdom is that God, through sending Christ, forgave us of our sins, redeemed us and transferred us so that we no longer have to belong to darkness. We have become something new, a spirit joined to God's own spirit, where now we are a new thing. And God's Spirit now dwells in us. We are not bitter dust. We are something more. There is something more. When we find Jesus, we find an identity that is far greater, far above, far, far above anything we could even think, comprehend, or imagine. But yet we can see it in his word, discover it, not just when we get born again and saved, but every day of our life, we can draw from this treasure and say, God, this is incredible. I have found this treasure. Now tell me what it is. What does it look like to live in one spirit union with you? Let's go to 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17 and show, I just want to show you this more clearly. 2 Corinthians, so the second letter to Corinthians 5 verse 17. Once again, lots of context, but therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. When you believed in Christ, you became a new creature. Old things, the old ways of dealing with and relating to God have passed away. Behold. Behold means to fix your sight on and look intently upon something. Okay, It's the same word used when John says, Behold the Lamb of God, uh, John the Baptist, who takes away the sin of the whole world. Now, he here we are said, we are said that you need to behold that new things have come. When we start our life in God, which is when we receive salvation, we now have found a treasure that we continuously rediscover. God, I'm a new creation. I am not like the old. I am like the new. I'm going to say something radical here for a moment, that our Christian faith is not about good works. If we stop there, we fall short. Our Christian faith is about something far greater because if it's only about good works, there are many religions who are outdoing us by far. 
The thing is that what we have in Christ, when we call ourselves as a believer, is we have a new creation where our spirit has been made alive because he has put his spirit in us. And now we have become living new beings with the the nature and the life of God that is now inside of us. And this life is a new kind of life that has to make us stop and go, what is it? It's not a call to be a better wife, a better husband, a better father, a better person, a better businessman, a better Christian. That is not the call. The call and the treasure is that there is a radicalness to be found in Jesus and in God because he has radically saved us. And because the salvation called for a radical move of God to pour out his spirit in us, if that was radical, then the result must also be radical. And we then therefore must come to this treasure anew and say, God, what is this radical newness? Who am I? And who are you? And when we discover that, of course, the fruit is a transformed life, not just a good life. I'm so tired of living just a good life. I don't want good and average and great, good job. I want to discover this treasure, which is so valuable that you know what happened with Matthew in Matthew's account? The person lost interest, lost value in everything else that was good in his life. He sold it for that which was radical. You see, I, I, I really, this has so challenged and blessed me again and set me up again to realize that God is radical and when we see this treasure that we are finding and found every day when we see it like that it brings into us this clear revelation that what we've got in salvation is way more than what we thought and nothing else no matter how good it is has any value compared to finding the treasure you know I compared it like this the other day I, for for many years, tried to be a very good wife to my husband and uh, we had some issues in our marriage and I tried to fix it. And the more I tried to fix it, honestly, the worse it became and the worse it was for my husband until about two and a half years ago where we did some things, we did some courses and stuff. And after that, I realized the more I try, the worse it becomes. But the more I let God love me, the more I discover this treasure of being loved, the more I am enabled to love and the more it blesses our relationship even today, even today, years later. And so it will continue. But there's also a radical marriage to be found, not just a good marriage and a radical everything else. I want to see what it is, God. What is it like to live out this new creation on earth? For as he is, so are we in this world. Let's go to Romans 5 verse 17. I want to show you something so cool in Romans 5. Romans 5 verse 17. For if by the transgression of the one, death reigns through the one, much more those who receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. 
You see, this new creation in 2 Corinthians 5 is a creation that's never existed before. It's not something that was old and now has become new, like we take old furniture and make it look new. No, no, it is something that has never existed before. Now, this is a radical thought, because this is saying that which Adam and Eve could not find, because they didn't eat from the tree of life, we have found This is saying that God is saying that we have found that life in which God wanted us to reign, which is in his son, which is in righteousness and the abundance of grace. Do you still believe the abundance of grace towards you? Do you still stand in that revelation, in that beauty, in that glory, in that awareness that you have an abundance of grace towards you from God, that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? Do you see yourself like that daily? Because that is a treasure to be found. And this this reality that we can find this life, that that God has made it available freely in His Son, For us to discover how to reign in life, this looks completely different because guess what, guys? The old creation, as good as it was, failed and continuously fails. We are not to live from the knowledge of good and evil. We are to reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. And that must make us go, oh God. Who am I? Who are you? What is this treasure? And then I go to the word of God and that becomes alive. And I say, God, what is it like to live in this life, to reign in this life that you've given me, to reign as a mother, to reign as a father, to reign as a husband and a wife, to reign in our positions of influence, no matter where we are, to see ourselves change the world for Jesus, change our communities, see revival coming through us and in us because of who he is and what he has done and what he has given us in this treasure. Go with me to Colossians 2, verse 13 to 15. And I am really only using a few scriptures because of time. I mean, you could go into this, I think, for weeks And just get stuck here. Colossians 2. And I will most probably personally do that. But uh, Colossians 2 verse 13 to 15. Look at this. When you were dead in your transgression. And the uncircumcision of your flesh. He made you alive. Together with him. Having forgiven us all our our transgressions. Having cancelled out the certificate of debt. That consisted of decrees against us. Which was hostile to us. And he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. When he had disarmed the rulers and authorities, he made a public display of them, having triumphed over them through him. You see, we were not just dead, we were doubly dead. If you read verse 13, it says, we were dead in our transgressions, so dead in our sins, the transgression of our flesh. There is no way that your goodness can ever ever make you right with God or good enough for God. But not just that. The double deadness is we were also uncircumcised. You see, because we are not Jewish, the true Jew, the way that the, the Bible defines it, we are cut off completely from God's promises. We had no hope. And yet in that place, while we were there doubly dead, 
He forgave us of all, all our transgression. He cancelled out that which was against us, holding us away from having a relationship with him. And he has disarmed all rulers and authorities. He quickened us, the King James said. You know, he made us alive. It, I, I love that word quicken. It means to have possession, completeness, make alive and vitalize us. He has given us a new kind of life. He has blotted out and erased completely obliterated that which was standing against us and him having intimate relationship. You can understand this reality of Christ in you and it can be the treasure that you seek to find every single day of your life because it is so radical, so transformational and so, so life-giving. It's an adventure. It is an adventure, people. Look at that. I also just want to pick this out for you. You know, I want to use this example, for example, like if we if we stop short of the treasure just being Jesus's death and resurrection, we are still falling short of what God has for us. That was radical and incredible and still is. However, that was not the point. Let's imagine there is um, something standing between you and me right now and my desire is to get to you. The thing between us cannot be passed, cannot be bridged unless I take it out of the way. You cannot remove it. You can do nothing about it. Only I can. So in my desire, in my will and in my goodness, I remove that thing. Doesn't matter what it takes from me. I remove it. But if we stop there, if I stop there, then I have still failed because the point is not removing the thing that was standing between us. The point was to get to you. God did not just through the cross and the open grave remove sin. It says here that you have been made alive while you were dead. You have now been made alive together with him. He has also poured out his spirit in you when you believe. You are now made alive. That was the point. That is the treasure to be found. What is this God life that's living in me? How do I live it out? How do I seek it? How do I find it? And how do I express it and live in the power of it all the days of my life on earth? Look at Romans 5 with me. I am going to go a little bit longer today because I'm excited and it is so important. Romans 5 verse 6 to 10. So if we see here, Romans 5 verse 6 to 10. For while we were still helpless, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will hardly die for a righteous man, though perhaps for the good man someone would dare to even die. But God demonstrated his own love toward us, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's incredible. Isn't that incredible? But please, please, dear beloved Christian who's listening, don't stop there. Read on. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. There is a life to be found that is in us because 
of the work of salvation, because of what Jesus was willing to do, because of the high price God was willing to pay, that which was humanly totally impossible to do, God has done in his son. And he has put that new creation life in us to be discovered and to be lived from, not just one time when we receive it, but to continuously draw from that life to discover who we are and who God is in us. The last scripture for the day is Ephesians 2, um, which it just, I feel like I'm saying the same thing in different ways, but it's so important to get it, you know, and sometimes we need to hear something the same way, the same thing in different ways, just so it gets into our hearts and gets stuck in our bones, is uh, in Ephesians 2 verse 4 to 10. Just listen to this. But God being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, and that's you, even when we were dead in our transgressions, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the ages to come he might show the surpassing riches of his grace in kindness towards us, in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is the gift of God. It is the treasure of God, I want to say. Not as a result of work, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. This is the good work. To find and continuously seek the treasure of Christ in us. Christ in us, the life in us. What does it look like? What does it work like? What is the radicalness of it? And how do we live that out? And that's to be found by seeking him through his word, getting good teaching, listening to good teaching, being in great Christian fellowship in a good church that knows the gospel, shares the gospel, and isn't willing to challenge you to continuously seek, not a good life, not a great Christian life, but the radical Jesus who radically transformed us by his radical gift of salvation and who has now made us a radical new creation. And our part is to believe and seek out that radical new life that has been given to us so that we may live it out and see a radical transformation happening in the world around us for the kingdom and the glory of God. Thank you, Father, for this. Thank you that this is so important, that actually words fail to express it perfectly, but that by your spirit right now, you can minister and unlock hearts that maybe have been dead for a long time because they heard a religious Jesus. They heard of a Jesus who who doesn't have power, who's not radical. Thank you that right now in this moment you are ministering healing and whatever is needed in the hearts of the listeners. You are ministering to them hope and a belief that nothing is impossible because of God in us and through us. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You can find more of our free teachings on our website, www.gracelife.co. 
And if you're ever in the Duras area, we invite you to join us for one of our gatherings. Our aim is to help you discover Jesus, find family, and experience life. To contact us or to find out where and when we meet, visit our website www.gracelife.ca.